This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Let me welcome to the show. She is uh, an Emmy. Uh, I want to. Oh, did I just put that into the universe for you? Emmy Award winning. I'm going to say it because it's going to happen. Uh, Award nominated actor, writer, producer. And she has a new book out. It is called She Memes Well. Let me welcome to the show, Ms. Quinta Brunson. Welcome to the Karen Hunter Show. Hi, Karen. Can you hear me? I can okay. hear you perfectly. Okay. Hey, <laughs> how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm awesome. Now, uh, 10 years ago, I don't think we knew what a meme was. Mm-hmm. And now we are all memeaholics. We love a meme. We love a good gif mm-hmm. or jif. I don't even know how to say it. Uh, uh, debatable. It's <laughs> I love where are you from? Philly. Philly. Okay. I feel the John. I feel the John energy <laughs> coming through. Thank um, you so much. Yes. So your book comes out um next week. And yeah. w- walk me through the because I, I, I'm always interested in new writers, people who are out yeah. there g- getting these book deals. And I want you yeah. to get all the money. Let me just say that out loud. Um yeah. you for that. <laughs> so how um, did this come about? Yeah, you know, the um book agent publisher approached me with the idea of writing a book and at first I wasn't fully into it because I didn't feel I had much to say yet but um what was unique about my journey so far was kind of becoming a creator and a face during the digital sharing age so like past YouTube but more a product of like Instagram and Vine and um Twitter and stuff like that um and so my life kind of timed up like literally from birth to now with the growth of the internet. So it's really just essays that talk about me growing up as a woman and the internet growing up as what it is today all at the same time. All right. So take us back, take us back. Yep. Uh, West Philadelphia born and right now. What is it? Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I hate to say it's the song, but it is pretty much the song except for the fight, the getting in fights part. Um, but yeah. Okay. So yes, I'm from West Philly. And Tell us about your your the, the journey of growing up there and what what impact oh my God. it had. Yeah, in, let's go, Quinta. Let's yeah, go. growing up in West Philly was incredible. Um, I wish to God that one day I could move back there. Like if if I don't know if I'll ever be able to live there again, but growing up there is an experience like no other. Philly is just full of culture, um, music food it's it's really an amazing experience people can bear it compared to like chicago and new york but it has its own just like every city has its own vibe um but yeah i grew up there with my four siblings i'm the youngest of five and um my mom was a dancer she's a teacher now my dad was a gymnast and he wound up managing parking lots but wait pause you know, for a second your father your black father was a gymnast he was a gymnast and then he traded it in because gymnast life is like you either do that for the rest of your life till your knees start breaking or you like have to go take care of your five kids, which he did. <laughs> well, I mean, you think about black men in America, you know, we're, we're uh-huh. looking at Simone Biles do mm-hmm. all of the things. She is absolutely mm-hmm. the goat. Uh, there's a, a little small uh, short video that the Tokyo Olympics put out where mm-hmm. one of the uh, young girls on the team came over to her, sat down, and she put the bow in her hair. I love that video. Oh, my God. I and love it, video. And then I see in the back another little black girl, and I'm like, these are Simone Biles. This is her seed. You know, mm-hmm. she's pr- reproducing herself in these mm-hmm. little girls who can imagine 
mm-hmm. being flying in the air because she spends yeah. more time in the air. Your dad didn't have there. I can't name a black gymnast. That's a man. It, right. So he was a gymnast too in the seventies. So it was like throughout high school and a little bit of competition after, um, you know, I really think it was just much harder for a black man and black men at that time. And the expectations that were put on them outside of the gymnast world and in the gymnast world, like my dad had to, I don't know, at the same time that he was fighting to be a gymnast, they were also fighting to keep the peace in Philly. And like, that was something he was a part of, you know, he was a part of a lot of, civil rights movements both of my parents I don't want to put all their business out there but they were (laughs) and eventually kind of made a choice about what was more important and for them it was kind of being on the ground taking care of their family which I think is interesting about blackness in America period like we kind of have to make a lot of choices about what we're going to dedicate our lives to and we don't always get to have the amazing experience that Simone Biles is having but even her like We've seen it now with like what's the what's the little girl's name Naomi like experiencing the you said the little girl yeah. yo the woman that is the most she's made more money than any athlete True. woman athlete period I know that yeah. was so reductive but <laughs> Naomi I'm so sorry but no but you know it's all this extra stuff put on you that kind of doesn't get get put on the white athletes I'll just say that much um, but yeah I think my my dad just made a choice and my mom did too she was a dancer with Alvin Ailey and everything but you know. They just decided to not pursue those lives. It was hard back then. Being the youngest of five, um, <laughs> you know, birth rates right now, people aren't having children. Uh, <laughs> no, it's true. But certain, I know, you know I know. Whole, whole nations know. are like struggling, including China, which is like, okay, right. have more children, have more children. We, our economy is going to suffer if we don't have more people. Right. Uh, to be one of five, but to be the baby, what uh-huh. was that experience that was unique that you might've, uh, it's shared in this book. Yeah. So being the baby, I think gave me a lot more freedom. All my older siblings got yelled at, got, they were the test babies, the test kids. Um, and also by the time my parents had me, they were just tired. Like they, they were, they were tired. I came, I was a surprise quote marks, a surprise. And, um, you know, that allowed me to, I think, get away with a lot more than my siblings did. Um, and I also think at the same time, my parents knew a lot more. They, I wasn't the kid they were learning through. They kind of already had stuff down packed. But I kind of have this theory that the reason I moved away to LA and everybody else stayed in Philly is because like the youngest of most families feel like they can go do that kind of thing. They feel like they have all this like stability at home with their siblings and family and they can go be the ones that like let their wings flock. But yeah, I mean- my, my siblings would say I was spoiled. I don't think I was spoiled. I think I was forgotten about a lot, honestly, and just told to go get the remote control from the other room because I was the youngest. <laughs> and that was your job. That was your job. And 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 at the same time, you could still be spoiled because two things can be true. And spoiled through through the lens of an older sibling, which I am, uh, looks yeah, like... Okay, you how- are. Yeah, how do you get away with these things? You know, I yeah. couldn't do that. Wait, you, wait, you letting his girlfriend spend the night? Like they're upstairs. Where, where's my, oh, he's upstairs with his girlfriend and the doors closed. What, what is, where are my parents? What is happening here? That's that's how they felt. And if anything, my older siblings were spoiled. Like my sister Gia, she spoiled me herself. She would take me to Usher concerts and stuff. I was like 11. Like she just took me to things, places I had no business going. 
she was the one and putting me in little clothes and outfits, doing my hair because she's a hairstylist, giving me a little bob. I had the sharpest hair at school in sixth grade. So she had me spoiled. They all they all did it. But, you know, I don't know. We'll talk with Quinta Brunson. All right. So you go to Temple and yes. then you, you, you graduate because you got to do that. No, right. I didn't. Graduate. You didn't graduate. Okay, so graduate. Well, so oh, how did so you got away with that too? How did you get away I with did. graduating? <laughs> what the what the hell? Uh, hold on, I technically didn't get away with that one. My mom is still telling me to go back and get my degree. I just like I left school. I got kind of bored with school. Like I knew what I wanted wasn't there, and I knew getting a degree wasn't going to get me to where I wanted to go. Honestly, I just firmly knew ooh, that. I think. Oh wait yeah. a minute, let's sit in that for a second. <laughs> Quinta Brunson is here, 866-801-8255. Her book is called She Memes Well. I am I am struggling through, I think we're in a crack, right now we're in a crack in the firmament and a pendulum shift right now. We're in this period mm-hmm. where we have to reimagine or, or examine everything. History, what is race, mm-hmm. Education, like this pandemic, I feel not just this pandemic, George Floyd, a whole host of things have converged mm-hmm. to expose something that I think we need to examine. You know, mm-hmm. you said something that I knew day one when I stepped on campus, that this was some bull crap. I knew it was some yeah. bull crap, but it was bull crap I have to do. So I was like, what's the past path of least resistance? How quickly right. can I get this degree with the easiest right. major and not go to c- class? I figured right. it out. Mm-hmm. You, I don't have to go to school. I know what I want to do. Yeah. Talk talk a little bit, because there's some parents right now that are struggling with this. I know. I I struggle with it. I'm somebody who dropped out, and I struggle with the concept from my nephew, who's about to go to college, even though I'm like, go to college, get your degree. He's like, you dropped out. What are you talking about? And you're the most successful person in our family. I'm like, well, but I think for me, when I got to school, I felt like after two years, I learned all I needed to learn, and I felt like the path for me was to go get out here and work, right? I was already in debt you know, I, and I was aware of that debt and was like, so I'm just going to sit here and do two more years of this and get two more years of debt. Like who's paying this? Not my parents. It's going to be me. And so I slowly just started trickling off from school. I went through like a bad breakup in college that, that made me like really sad and depressed. But the good thing that came out of that is I kind of stopped going to school. I was just like, you know what, what is, what's the point? And it led me to this place of being like, I bet you I can do this without a degree. I bet you I can do the things I want to do, which was comedy and writing without a degree. And I can tell you right now, I have not showed my degree once since I've been in this industry. Not one time. No one asked for it. Now, if you're a doctor, by all means, please go get that degree because I need to see that if uh, I want to see it on the wall, if you're working on me. But I just think for some fields, it's not necessary and it's doing nothing but creating a greater debt crisis. And look, I think to each its own, even when I speak to colleges, I tend to say this from, (laughs) um, I I do, I say it from the platform and, and somebody from the staff is like, let's get her off. But I just want kids to know that they have a choice. Now that doesn't mean drop out and do nothing. Like you have to work just as hard at a craft or trade outside of that but you know I don't know I think there needs to be a readjustment made in how we look at college it's just not not doing it for us in this country like many other things like it's just not sustainable Quinta's here Quinta Brunson is the child before you named Quad and is there Trey and is there no 
They my just, parents got tired and they looked in a book and I said, they said, this means five. five. And they said, <laughs> my everyone has really beautiful names. Quay, Njia, Kayana, Khalid, beautiful. Well, Quint is beautiful. Oh, uh, you know what I, mean? I love it. I just know no thought went into it. Just, <laughs> All right. So what are we going to do when we pick up this book? What do you want us yeah. to, what's the journey? Cause it's a, it's a collection of essays. Yeah. So walk us through, sketch it out for us. Yeah, you know, when you pick up the book, it's going to start from the beginning of my performance life, and then it's going to go into my schooling, which was um, unconventional schooling. I was in a program called a Holly from first to fifth grade. It was village learning. Uh, we learned to speak Swahili, and we just start with blackness first, and then it was reverse. It was really cool. Um, especially wait, with all wait, what did that look like? So we, first of all, first to fifth grade, we had the same teachers, Umi and Mwangozi. And we learned everything we were supposed to learn, you know, everything a part of the Philadelphia public school curriculum, but it was all reverse engineered from the black origins. So, you know, if we were learning math was math, but it started from the women who, who put NASA, you know what I mean? Like put NASA on the map, like science was science, but it started with George Washington Carver and then it was reversed backwards. And we learned a lot about our history. I always say, Everybody else was like watching Cinderella in school on movie day. We had to watch Amistad and it was like always, <laughs> but I, I keep saying how I think that was good for me and the other kids who went to that school because we knew our history very early on, as opposed to a lot of people who learn their history, good and bad later, like in, in college and are upset about it. Do you think foundationally um, that gave you the courage because to know yourself, to know the, the goodness yeah. of from where you come, you know, to know the yeah. fullness of who you are, uh -huh. you, you, you look at the world as not so intimidating, right? Like it helps you navigate it for us at a younger age to know exactly what this country was really like to know what this country was to know that in first grade you know, people think it's like scary, but it, it wasn't, we knew what it was and it helped all of us navigate through this world, which we still have to navigate through. Like we still had to grow up here in America, but it was helpful to know the, the terrible history of America. It was helpful. And I think that would be good for a lot of people, for everyone, but especially black people. Like our, our history is not taught. You have to seek it out. So I wish it was. And I think it would help us navigate where we live a little bit better. Um, but yeah, so it's going to go from my schooling to kind of like my time in high school um, and then my time in college and then me working for the Internet, my becoming viral off of the Internet and into, you know, my experience being on HBO and in the more traditional industry. And then it lands on 2020 because that's when I finished writing the book and just everything that was going on, like you said, from the kind of racial uprising to like our examinations of capitalism, finally to coronavirus. Um, but I think it's a, to me, I think the book has a really nice progression. It is funny, but you know, I talk about a lot of, a lot of stuff in there that, I don't know, I, I get to talk about gun violence in Philadelphia, which is unfortunately very close to my heart. It's affected my family one too many times. Um, but it was an honest perspective about that in relation to me being black, me being out here in predominantly white areas, 
me realizing life doesn't have to be that way because growing up in Philly, like gun gun violence feels so natural. But then I was like, wait, we don't have to live like this. Like this isn't okay. So I get to talk about a lot that's near and dear to me. It's not always funny, but it's mostly funny. She memes well, M-E-M-E-S. The first time you went viral, what was it for? It was this video called The Girl Who's Never Been on a Nice Date. And um, the famous phrase from it was, ooh, he got money. And that went very viral on Instagram. And um, yeah, that, that was it. That was the video. And then that led to somebody calling to write for some HBO. No. Okay. Mm-mm. It's not that, nope, not that fast. I like serialized the videos. I started making more of them, um, more of this character. And that kind of built an audience on my Instagram page, which was new. Instagram had just gotten video. It was not a thing yet. Um, And there was no way to monetize anything back then. So I sold little t-shirts with the phrases on it. It made some cute money, lost it all because I never had money before. And then um, (laughs) that that went on for about like a year. And then I I needed a job, the money ran out. And so I started working for this company, BuzzFeed, uh, BuzzFeed Video at the time in 2014. And I worked there for three years, making more videos and viral content, making digital series, like many TV shows, but for the internet and selling them to places like YouTube and Verizon Go90. And then after that, I decided to leave to do more traditional media. I got casted in a pilot for the CW. Um, I wrote a show with Larry Wilmore and Jermaine Fowler. And, and we sold that to CBS. And then I sold another show to HBO Max. That's kind of how this world goes. You, you just sell stuff, it doesn't go. Then I got hired on um, a Black Lady Sketch Show as an actress uh, on HBO. Super fun experience. Yes. Um, and then I sold a recent show about public school teachers and a Philadelphia public school to ABC. So that'll actually be on ABC in the fall. What? What's the name of it? Let's- it's called Abbott Elementary. It's it's really cute. It's just a workplace comedy about these teachers in this school, and I'm really excited for it. Now, are you just, not just, are you the writer? Are you starring in it as well? So I am the writer, and, and I'm the, yeah, creator of the show, and then I am wow. starring in it. I am you starting to do that. It has a wonderful cast, too. Cheryl Lee Ralph is in it. What? Um, no, yeah. not our Cheryl Lee Ralph. Are you kidding yes. me? This She's is a hit it. already. She's it's a fantastic. hit. We have Tyler James Williams, who, who who's most known for playing Everybody Hates Chris when he was yes. a little kid. Well, he's also in The Walking Dead. I couldn't stand him. Exactly. In that. Oh, my yes. goodness. He's in a lot of things. But yes. I'm so pumped for it, and I can't wait for people to see it. Um, I'm just happy. To, I'm excited to be able to give it to the world. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> we are going to support the hell out of it. It's going to have Thanks. a nice run. You're going to have residuals. It's going to go on reruns. <laughs> I'm already, I'm calling it out. And you're going to win an Emmy. I said it already at the beginning, Quinta. And I really love how much you are concerned about my, you're going to have residuals. Like that means a lot to me. Yeah. I'm going to speak it in because listen, people, I feel like people who are successful, who care about us need to be as successful as possible because you're going to do good with that success. And you're going to put other people down. You're going to hook other people up. That's what that looks like. I already see that. So I got to wish it on you. Shoot. Thank you. Wait, where are you from, Karen? I know it's your show, but I wanted yeah, to. Jersey. I'm, I'm, from, you you. I'm from New Jersey. I'm from New You're Jersey. You're from Jersey. Okay. From I Jersey. felt the strong East Coast energy. Yes, very- for sure. Yeah. For sure. You know, and people from South Jersey, I'd say they're from Philly. 
So I don't even <laughs> let them get away with being from Jersey because it's a it's a different vibe. You know what I'm talking about too. You're I from Cinnamon, Camden, Trenton. You're from Philly. That's not Jer- Jersey. I met somebody out here one time who who said they were they told somebody they were from Philly and then uh, the person was like, oh, what part? And they were like, oh, well, actually, I'm from Delaware. I said, you don't get to say you're from Philly. You what are you what like? <laughs> Because he didn't know I was from Philly. And I was like, don't do that. Don't say that. <laughs> That's so different. Yeah, rep Delaware. We get it. It's we like, get it. You know. Be, a, be a, you know, a symbol for your place. Change the narrative. But don't just say you're from Philly. <laughs> Hilarious. Quinta Brunson, how how proud of your family? Do you have you have a sibling that's like a little low key hating on you right now? I'm just curious. Out no. Of okay. No, no, no. I got, you know, I really have the best sibling situation in the world. They are all so supportive. Like, I don't know. I'm not, I don't have a family of like haters. No one's a hater really. Like they might, you know, I'm, they might call me spoiled, but they're, they're very happy for me. <laughs> I love it. Well, shout out to the Brunsons, Papa Brunson. Oh, did he flip yeah. around the house? I'm just, did he, did he tumble with y'all? I'm just, did he get his Look, tumbling at, at, on? He's still, he's a 65 year old man. He will get drunk off a of Heineken, one Heineken, and start doing handstand walks around the family summer cookout. Okay. And it's devastating. He still roller skates and he's still, <laughs> it's like, come on, you're 65. If that's cute that you can do a handstand walk, but if you go down that, that could be it. So I love he, it. He can still do it. You know, he's good. I got to meet him one day. <laughs> I want to be invited to the cookout uh, probably in a year or two when I think Rona's completely gone. I'm still yes. nervous about Rona, but I'm excited about Abbott Elementary. I'm excited about She Memes Well, and I'm so grateful to meet you. Thank you for yeah, coming I'm so through. grateful to meet you too. This is wonderful, Karen. Thank you. You're welcome. Quinta Brunson. Do not forget that name. If you know Shonda Rhimes, you're going to know Quinta Brunson. I said it. I said it. <laughs>